Yo, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Grid Iron Roundtable. It's me, your boy, Burke. And it's me, Dub. What's going on, man? Hey, man, you know, I'm just out here living foul, doing a whole bunch about nothing. How you living, big dog? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just, you know, another beautiful day in paradise. <laughs> man, we out here. So we uh we finally got through the draft. Lots of anticipation going into the draft since the season ended, man. Um, what do you think of the draft? I mean, it was all right. You know, I think uh, – I don't know. I think it was what we expected. I feel like everybody knew the first two picks were going to be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the suspense was around to me. I mean, at least for me, right. What what was the 49ers going to do at quarterback? Uh, Were the Falcons going to trade out? Right. Uh, You know, what were the Bengals going to do? You know, were they going to draft a lineman? Were they going to get Jamar Chase? So those are like some of the big question marks for me at the beginning. And, uh, other than that, it wasn't many twists and turns, you know, but uh, it's really – I'm just really happy to, to see – finally see players' teams now. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little underwhelmed. Um, I was expecting a lot more, like, earth-shattering landing spots. And, you know, a lot of people fell really, really far. So – um I was just personally, I was underwhelmed. I was expecting more, but I was tuned in all the same. And you know, this now we're in, now now the off season is, is is ready to roll. We're gonna have all the things that come with it, man. So um, one thing that I did want to touch on, and I want to ask your opinion on, I noticed a trend because uh, you know we we covered and we mentioned you know rookie running backs this incoming class we talked you know both on and offline i did you notice that a lot of them have like i mean they they said that there's gonna be a drop off but i mean damn well you know there's there's always been that analysis with the running backs right where people say hey you know don't invest high in running backs or you know or don't spend big money on running backs in free agency Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of that conversation, a lot of that analysis, um, but, you know, I think come to be expected that that's the, the route it's going, right. Especially when we talk about last year, you know, James Robinson coming out undrafted, um, and, you know, look what he became, uh, right. in the season. So, um, and I think it, it's just to credit, maybe the amount of players and the needs that teams had, mm-hmm. uh, cause you couldn't, if you build a good old line, you can you can plug a running back back there. Now, granted, uh, the versatility of certain running backs, I think, definitely keeps them a little bit higher up there. Like, I think when you saw, like, Saquon, Saquon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When he came out, it was like, yo, this dude's 230 pounds, can run fast, can be physical. Mm-hmm. I, I'm noticing, you know, that a lot of teams, like you said with James Robinson – it's like they're letting them fall, you know, they're not spending the draft capital, you know what I'm saying? And personally, my number four running back went in the fifth round. So that was a, a major drop off. That's just something that I noticed, man. Yeah, man. You know, it's, it's a lot of talent out there, too. You know, I think mm-hmm. teams have a lot of positions they got to fill. 
<laughs> you know, uh, yeah. especially like on the line. So, you know, running backs definitely take a hit. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, man. So we're, we're going we're gonna to get it started, you know, as as Roger Goodell was saying, you know, the draft is not open. Uh, this episode is now open, man. We got the quarterbacks first, man. You got any surprises? Anything you know, stood out? No, I think just the biggest thing is, uh, you know, Trey Lance. Trey Lance going to um, San Fran, obviously, is the big one, right? Mm-hmm. In the buildup, it was all about Mac Jones, right? Right. Um, and, and Trey Lance is there now. So I, I, th- I think that's, that was um, very surprising to me. I was happy because I'm not a big Mac Jones fan. He might have a great career, but I'm just not a fan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was a small screen if we've ever seen one. There's no way you trade up and give up that much. You know, if you're going to trade up and give up that much, you have to swing for the fences, which is exactly what they did. And um, they had a really good draft, man. But, yeah, Trey Lance to San Francisco. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Hopefully it works out, you know, fantasy-wise. Hopefully it doesn't from a Rams fan uh, point of view. Man, I, th- I think it will. I think, yeah, I we'll think see it if, will, too. If he, I don't know if he'll take Jimmy G's job this year, but um, the infrastructure around the quarterback position in San Francisco is very good. Yeah. If he doesn't take the job this year, um, Rams re- really need to do some soul-searching and get the next draft right. I'm not sure what they were doing this year, but we'll touch on that later. Um, uh, there's another big shot, you know. Coming up to, like, the number nine pick, Justin Fields is still there, and Denver's on the clock, and you got Sutton, you have Judy, you have Fant, you have Gordon, maybe. Uh, you got all these options, right? And you're like, oh, they're about to finally take this quarterback. They're about to finally take Justin Fields. Like he's the only one left, him and Mac Jones. And then they pick a corner, which then opens the door for Chicago to trade up and to really nail this pick. I'm loving Justin Fields going to Chicago. What do you think, man? I mean, I've been a big Justin Fields. Fields fan since he was in high school, so I'm. I think they got the right quarterback this time. You know, Trubisky was a, a miss, major. Uh, but miss. This is no miss. This is no miss with Justin Fields, though. You know, and again, you know, they drafted right after they got him. They got Tevin Jenkins, who was a very highly touted tackle, mm-hmm. big nasty. Um, and this was, and this is an O line in Chicago that really came on strong at the end of the season. So. Um, hey, and let's let's talk about it. He's got Allen Robinson. Finally, Allen Robinson has a quarterback, man. There's so much to be happy about. Yeah, man. So who knows when he's going to get playing? You know, they got to get him up to speed. But that offense can be really nasty is all yeah. I'm saying. I think they finally found the piece to unlock him. You know, we live in the like in that in that area where you know we, we see a lot of Chicago and we you know mutually know a lot of Chicago fans. I'm happy for them man. I'm happy for I am them to get you know a player to be excited about because just watching this the the 
just watching them hold out hope for Trubisky like year in and year out, you know, it's just been brutal. So I'm happy for him. I'm definitely happy for him. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm really not a big Chicago Bears fan, mm-hmm. but I will be, and I am still uh, a Justin Fields fan. So I'm definitely rooting for him whenever he's starting and doing his thing. Uh, man, I'm hyped for him. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped too, man. I mean, if we're going to have to be forced to watch Bears games, at least it's going to be exciting now. So congrats, uh, Bears fans. You guys finally got it right. And to be honest with you, I think this may have bought Nagy another year. Yeah. Yeah, and because I do one. think, yeah, absolutely, and and it kept the GM's job, Brian Pace, intact. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they nailed this draft. But, yep, I think so too. So, so go ahead, Houston. Talk oh, about yeah. Houston. Who yeah, Houston, get now. Houston went and got Davis Mills, man. So this this says a lot. This says a lot because they, you know, publicly they haven't said much about. Deshaun Watson and the allegations that he has that he has right now that he's going through, um, but taking a third uh, round quarterback that speaks, you know, that means that they're getting ready. So, and you know, the reports came out over the weekend that he may not play. Uh, Watson may not play this year. So, I think yeah, that's he's pretty got telling. A lot of shit, he's got to handle. Yeah, yeah, he, he got a lot, you know, and it's it's not looking good. It's not. I mean. I've seen that, you know, two other women have, you know, dropped their, their, their charges, but there's still 20 more. And it's, it's, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. So it looks like Houston's trying to, you know, navigate and find life after, you know, after the shine. So. And we'll see. Cause you know, I don't, Davis Mills is okay. Um, but he, he hasn't played a lot of games. Uh, a lot of college games. I think he only played 11 games at college. And, you know, he looked okay. So, hey, I'll say this. He's there now. But this Houston roster does not look good to me. And they may very well have the number one pick next year. So, we'll be talking yeah. about it. He might be a third-round backup come next season because uh, Houston is going to be bad for years to come. That's going to be um, an easy dub for years to come. And I, technically, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if they went 0 16 next year. It, it really wouldn't shock me not one. 0 oh, 17, right? 17, yep. It wouldn't shock yeah. me if they went 0 17, man. So um, just mud. The team is just like mud. Yeah. So th- this one surprised me a little bit. I, I knew. Minnesota wanted a quarterback. I mean, I had heard hype about Justin Fields going there, them drafting yeah. him. But they got Kellen Mond. Hey, and again, you know, and he I think he was actually drafted a couple of spots before Houston. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, count your days, buddy. It's, uh, well, isn't Kirk, I think this is either his last year coming up or he has one more after that. Um, one of the two. So, like literally yeah. count your days, <laughs> count your Sundays. So, like, so, um, yeah, this is crazy. And the, the theme from this draft is that there was a lot of sniping going on. Like, you know, like that's just, you know, the typical term, when, you know, in the fantasy world, when you're drafting and somebody takes a player before you 
and you know you just you know you start reeling like man that's who I wanted turns out like you said you know Minnesota was hoping that Fields was going to fall to him and they just sat there and waited and we're going to touch on that sniping concept later but you know they just they were like yeah Fields is going to fall to us Fields is going to fall to us and then next thing you know a division rival jumps them uh in the draft order and then picks up their guy it's just it's just nuts it is man it is so we'll see you know i think kirk should be okay i think his job's fine but you know he just has to keep succeeding Mm -hmm. um and you know what and also there's one thing i want to touch on new orleans had drafted a quarterback in the fourth round ian book Mm -hmm. um I'm not saying he's going to be anything great, um, but it's just something to, to make note of. You know, we know Jameis and Taysom Hill are going to be battling. Hey, mm-hmm. they drafted a rookie, so there's going to be some competition down there in New Orleans is all I'm saying. It's definitely going to be some competition. Uh, Taysom Hill's contract is really is really weird. Like, it's basically no guaranteed money. Um, and then Jameis is on that one-year deal, and they draft this guy, so it is – you know, you, you, you've heard of, like, people say, like, a running back room is muddy or whatever, but that quarterback situation, it is really gross. So, <laughs> yeah, I, it's almost it's almost like a lot of these teams, they're just, like, biding their time to see what they're going to do with the um, situation with Aaron Rodgers, man. So, um, well, well let, let's talk about that real quick because, I, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned Denver. They didn't get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know – Maybe. I mean, we won't talk about it too much. I know we got it on the next episode, but yeah, you know, who knows? Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. So, but yeah, we'll touch on that later. Huh? How do you feel about Trevor Lawrence down there in Jackson? I mean, we knew that was coming. How do you feel? He's How's it looking down there with what we've seen in the draft and what they did in free agency? What, how do you feel his success is going to look like this season? Um... I'll tell you one thing, they're going to at least win two games when they play uh, Houston. Um, (laughs) No surprises, man. You know, no surprises here. We knew Lawrence was going to Jacksonville. Um, There's there's no way around it. And I said it on earlier shows, and I want to say it now, start buying into this offense. Um, You go from Gardner Minshew to whoever they had last year, and then now you have uh, Trevor Lawrence. Start buying into this offense. Uh, that division is super, super weak outside of um, the Colts. And it's not going to get any better. I mean, you know, so you got to start thinking strategically in divisions where the competition is going to be bad because you're going to be getting good games. Um you gonna be getting good games, you know, out of out of those out of those conferences, and AFC South is one of them. So no surprises there, man. No surprises with those New York Jets, man. I know you have uh, you've been pretty hyped past past couple of days, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, so. You know, just like Trevor Lawrence, you know, I'm I'm wondering what Jacksonville and Jets are gonna do, right? Because I feel like, you know, are they both? gonna start immediately you know those are some of my first questions mm-hmm. um so I, i'm curious i do like the infrastructure around zach wilson right we'll talk about elijah more later mm-hmm. but you know they got Corey davis 
uh, Denzel Mims is going to be year two. Jamison Crowder, the veteran savvy slot meister, he was great last year. Um, you know, they've beefed up the O line, you know, top one of the best left tackles in last year's draft, and they traded up and got the best guard in this draft. Um, if that's that line isn't solidified all the way, but that left side is really nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm surprisingly and i'm not hype all the time like i'm i'm the type of fan i'm real Mm -hmm. you understand if my team is terrible i'm honest i know it i feel it Mm -hmm. um but zach wilson is in a good position to succeed with the infrastructure around him is all i'm saying he's definitely set up very nicely um it feels like with the new regime and knows what they're doing um it feels like they're on the right the right uh the right foot on the right path, man. So I'm, I'm liking what they're building out there. The more I look at the, the drafts and the picks and, you know, do my homework and, and really nerd out, I'm really, really happy with what they're doing out there. Um, Salah it's surprising. is, uh, it's surprising. Yeah, Salah is, uh, is, is doing his thing. So I'm happy. And we got Mr. Mac Jones, you know, I, I feel bad for Mac Jones because, you know, he's, He's done literally nothing to anybody. And like to sit there and be used as a smoke screen when like everybody knows they're not picking you. That has to be terrible. But at the end of the day, he's a first round quarterback in the NFL. Fell all the way to the Patriots, man. How you feel about him going to your division rival? Well, honestly, I'm just glad it wasn't Justin Fields. Because <laughs> I didn't want to hate Justin Fields. Yeah, so. I feel you <laughs> on that. But we both survived that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He he should be able to fit, man. You know, the whole time I'm watching ESPN, they kept saying they're comparing him to Brady, which is, I think, a crazy comparison. Mm -hmm. I think really they call him that because, you know, they feel he processes things fast. He has a Mm -hmm. good release and good throw. And he's just his pocket presence. Right. So they they, he fits the mold for the offense. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I hope Cam beats him in camp, but we'll see, man. He's young and hungry, you know, and Cam is a vet. And so, but, you know, but you think about it, too, the offenses will be completely different, whoever mm-hmm. runs it. So we'll see, though. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like Mac Jones, but we'll see. Yeah. I, Belichick, he he just he just finds a way, man. But I'm going to tell you one thing, though. Well, Belichick is going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to be the guy or he's not. So he, he ain't going to you know, waste his time trying to figure it out. Belichick knows, man. So Mr. Mac Jones to the Patriots. So that next position, we already you know covered the, the quarterbacks. Now we're going to get into these running backs. And these running backs um, – it was really underwhelming besides the main uh, the main landing spot. So the big surprise here, man, James Robinson killed it last year. Ultimate feel-good story. Um, Philip Lindsay 2.0, undrafted free agent, comes in, makes a name for himself, racks up a thousand yards in a COVID season top five running back and with the 25th pick they draft Travis Etienne I remember watching that draft pick and when he said Travis I was like 
do not say ETN. When he when he did, I was just floored. <laughs> How you feel about that? You know, I was genuinely surprised. Um, <clears throat> but I, you know, I was genuinely surprised because I, you know, I think James Robinson did a good job. But you and I talked about it on this cast before. We knew they were going to get another running back. We thought it was going to be Gainwell or receiving back. Right. Um, but, you know, one, I, you know, I'm just listening to what's coming out of the Jaguars from Urban Myers. You know, he's mentioned that he wants to use Etienne like a Percy Harvin as a, and you think about Percy Harvin back in the day, he was running the ball in the backfield. He was lining up as a receiver. And that's what Urban Myers says he's envisioning for Etienne. Mm-hmm. So I think Etienne. So the, I, I'm saying that to say I think there's going to be mouths to feed. Like I think they'll have mouths to feed. But he also said he wanted to work in Carlos Hyde as well. Um, so it sounds like a muddy backfield. However, I think Etienne is going to be the the true winner mm-hmm. um, because he, again, just based on what the coach speak is, they're going to be using him dynamically. And PPR league, sign me up, bro. Yep. There's it's just, and this is the other instance I was telling you about. Uh, Jacksonville was rumored to have wanted like uh, Kadarius Tony or something, and they just sat there and waited. They sat there and waited, and they didn't trade up to go secure their guy. Now I get it. You don't want you have capital if you think the guy's going to fall to you, but if you think it's getting iffy, you got to make a move. And you know they did. You know uh, the Giants did. They they moved up, or, or, or I think they moved back. As a result, I think that's where really threw things off. They moved back. But then they ended up, you know, getting Kadarius Tony. And so then they figured, you know what, we're going to get ETN. And like you said, we knew they were, we knew Robinson wasn't going to be the only guy, but we didn't know they were going to swing for the fences. I thought they were going to get game well, like you said. So, I mean, that is wild. And then to say, you know, Urban Meyer, like immediately after he picks him, um, yeah, we're going to use him as a, a third down back. No, you are not. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not. Um, best case scenario, what I would like to see personally, I would like to see um, that copycat tandem of Ingram and Kamara where both those guys eat because James Robinson is a monster, man. He is, man. He's definitely a monster, but we'll see. We'll definitely see how they use him. I think it's a good situation. and I think I think there's gonna be enough room for them both to eat. Like I borderline want to go try to like buy low on James Robinson right now because somebody out there, there's there's legit one guy in uh in one of my in one of my leagues. He's like, yeah, I'm freaking out about James Robinson, and I'm borderline trying to. I'm thinking about just throwing him a little offer, see what he see what happens. So, but yeah, Urban Meyer's on Urban Meyer. Uh, he he definitely overpaid, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, I like ETN. I have him in a couple of leagues, and I hope it pans out. So we shall see. Now, it's crazy because, you know, fantasy football is like, when it, when it comes time for the draft, a lot of the value comes on their landing spot. So I know me and you both weren't really high on Trey Sermon, but what do you think about his landing spot? You know, I, I think, of you know, 49er, you know, I think, honestly, being a running back in the 49ers, yeah, it's probably a dream for a running back because you know you're going to get that ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think on 49ers, man, I think every year 
lately were just like, ew, I want to stay away from that backfield, but I know they got a running back that's going to go off if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Raheem Mostert a couple years ago, Jeff Wilson towards the end of last year, right? Like just as recent examples. Um, and so, yeah, Trey Sermon is now added into the fold. Um, a guy that you liked a lot, Elijah Mitchell mm-hmm. from uh, Louisiana. He's down there now. Um, so it's a messy backfield, but it really fits that narrative that I just described of you, you hate that backfield because there's not ever a true one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once that d- position gets defined, you need to get him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think he can be good because I, I do think Trey Sermon is really decent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. How are you feeling? I like I like the landing spot. And it's crazy. And like like I said, man, you know, the landing spot really determined your value. Had Trey Sermon went anywhere else, we wouldn't be excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Just about anywhere else besides Atlanta and Miami, we would not have been excited about where he went. But because he's in San Francisco and that offense that they run – now we're excited. Now he has draft value. Now he's going in the second round in rookie drafts. You know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's weird. It's almost to the point to where you want to grab um, both Sermon and Elijah Mitchell and try to figure out which one's going to hit and just hold the other one. Because I think most was out the door. I think if anybody's going to be getting the door anytime soon, it's going to be Mostert. Wilson oh, may absolutely. hang around. Well, yeah. so, you know, so they just gave most of the money for, I think, for like two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he'd be shown the door. Jeff Wilson was a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. uh, this coming free agency, but they gave him a one year deal. So he's got some he's got a little bit of money. So, you know what? Yeah, this this backfield's muddy. It is. So um, one of the bigger surprises and it's like a two way surprise. Number one. Miami and Atlanta both didn't draft a running back. So um, a dynasty league where we did a startup draft and we did it before we knew the landing spots. So I'm, I was salty, but now I'm starting to feel a little bit hopeful. Long story short, I'm waiting to see if one of my guys goes to Atlanta or Miami because I'm just like, I'm just waiting, right? And it just never happened. But the on the flip side, Another feel-good story, Miles Gaskin and uh, Mike Davis get starting jobs. So how do you feel about that, man? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, you know. Both teams felt confident. You know, Atlanta must love Mike Davis, so he's about to carry the load because you've seen what uh, this type of an offense that was ran in uh, Arthur Smith's offense, excuse me, ran in Tennessee. He's bringing it to Atlanta. So it's going to be, you know, they they heavily predicated on the run game and play action. So Mike Davis's stock is high. In Miami, they just had picked up Malcolm Brown. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think it's – I'm surprised they didn't because I felt like it was a need. But, I mean, Miami still killed the draft either way. But, they yeah, really did. we'll see. They really did, man. And speaking of trading up and speaking of moving up, Denver traded up. I think they jumped ahead of the Dolphins. Um, is that correct? Yes. So uh, I can't remember which pick he was because he was 35th, I want to say. Yeah, he's the 35th pick. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. salty about this. Like initially, well, I'm look, salty about it, but I'm I'm starting to get excited. I would be because you know Melvin Gordon is Melvin Gordon. He is who he is. They get mm-hmm. a very dynamic physical runner in Javante Williams mm-hmm. and uh, you know he can really do it all and mm-hmm. I'll be I think he's going to get playing time real quick I mean because listen Royce Freeman is mainly like a pass down guy because he can pass block I was going to say yeah, but, pass uh, block. but uh, you know Javante is going to definitely still snaps there and of course he's going to still snaps on first the second down work so hey I think he's going to be good <laughs> this yeah. team is this this is a well-built team that just needs a QB. So <laughs> perfectly <laughs> said. Perfectly said. They are priming this offense for a quarterback. And for and whenever one lands there, this is another offense to buy into before it's too late. Because they are literally one piece away, like you just said. And um what's what's even, you know. When when the news first broke, I was like, dang, you know, it's going to be in like a running back by committee, X, Y, and Z. But this is that perfect formula that I like to go by with that expensive vet taking up a lot of space, both um, physically, like like in in the, in the death chart and in the wallet. You know what I'm saying? And think about it. How many successful 28-year-old running backs are there in the league right now? You know? That's um, true. Not a lot. It's he Gordon is old. You know what I'm saying? So for a running back. So it's gonna be a matter of really when, not if, if you ask me. Um, I, I agree. I agree. <clears throat> yep. And then our last surprise, man, number one, I meant to touch on it earlier, that like Gainwell went in the fifth round. But he goes to the Eagles, man. So as, as somebody that has stock in Sanders, how do you feel about Gainwell being there? Well, you know, it's it's definitely going to steal work from Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really blows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, I think, okay, so let's take a step back. The head coach, he's coming from Indianapolis. Yep. Indianapolis had two successful running backs. Sure did. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. The Sirianni's on the record saying that he will use Kenneth Gainwell like Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's still a lot of mouths to, to be to be able to eat. And I still, you know, we'll talk about Miles Sanders later. I think he this guy's gonna be electric. It's He'll a it's a good electric. fit. He's gonna be electric, but I, I think that both can coexist. So I won't be too worried about it. And then um, we'll go down. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to our next running back. And uh, Mr. Najee Harris, uh, national champ Najee Harris, uh, Ohio State Buckeye killer Najee Harris, drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. What do you think? Well, you know, I think what you hear from everybody, right, is – they should have got some O-line because, you know, it wasn't necessarily James Conner and all the running backs' problem last year. Mm-hmm. It was the O-line just really bad. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think they had some O-line issues. Um, I definitely – so we'll see, you know, we'll see. But as of right now, of all the running backs, like there is no question – 
that you, you know what I mean? Like Najee's guy, solo guy. He's going to carry the load. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they got Snell, McFarlane, right? But this is probably one of the safer backs to own because even if the online's not great, especially for like dynasty purposes, mm-hmm. you know that if you get this guy in the first round, they're going to build around this guy is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Pittsburgh will not pull that crap, you know, that they do year in and year out where they put the vet on top of the depth chart. You're not fooling anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever. We, we know who the guy is going to be. The question is, do you think he can be better than Le'Veon? Because that's what people are going to expect. This is something similar to Le'Veon in his prime. So you think that's yeah, a possibility? Know. I don't know. It is. It definitely is. I mean, because what can't this kid do? Mm-hmm. You know, he can run, he can catch, he can pass block. You know, he's he does everything. So mm-hmm. he could, especially just knowing that that's what they like in a run back. So absolutely. Okay. Why not? Hey, why not? And then your Jets, man, pulled another one off the hat and then got Michael Carter, man. So how you feeling about Devontae Williams' former teammate? You know what? Um, I like Michael Carter. I, I think, well, maybe, you know, I didn't like I don't like his size. I don't mm-hmm. like his speed, mm-hmm. but he's very shifty, very quick, uh, perfect for this offense, um, very perfect for this offense. So, hey, man, that backfield, I think it's going to be a committee, right? They got Josh Adams. They got uh, the drop. They drafted Green last year. I forget who the other guys on the team, but uh, or Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, TJ or Johnson. So, look, it's going to be a committee. I definitely think, uh, you know, I said Carter should be a committee back, but I think he can be the lead committee back because he does pass block. He can catch. Um, so there's a lot of competition, and, hey, I, it's ripe to be taken by the rookie, man. It's yeah. ripe for it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to tell you the truth. And – you know, we talk about it all the time, new regimes, new players, you know, they, they hand-select their guys, and he was hand-selected. So, sky's looking, sky's looking like it's the limit, man. Uh-huh. And um, we already, we already uh, you know, discussed that. So, the wide receiver room, the wide receiver position, um, anybody take you by surprise? I think off bat, I'm just surprised that uh, the Bengals <laughs> did not draft a lineman mm-hmm. to protect Joe Burrow, but they drafted the best. You know, what people see is the best receiver in uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, you know. That's crazy. Did they not see Burrow tear his MCL and his ACL? Did they not? I. Whatever, man. I, I, I don't I don't get it. But you know, one thing that I will say, these wide receiver landing spots, I'm not really crazy about for the most part. And I just I, I don't know. I, I just wish Chase would have went somewhere else. I mean, I, I get the the borough connection and everything. That kills the the value for Boyd. That kills the value for you know for Higgins. And I don't know. I just not, you know, 
overly impressed. But it's still early. You know, the draft just ended like what two, three days ago. So I haven't really had a chance to, you know, do some digging and who knows, maybe maybe I'll get excited. But you know, um they got they got the cream of the crop in the wide receiver position. So you can't knock that. The offense should be good. I think they they did add a couple pieces to their line. I, I think uh we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. what, what they can be. But I think um yeah, he's You're the right. new wide he's the new wide receiver one out there and he's gonna eat. Mm-hmm. I think Higgins will still eat. I think there's room for all of them to eat. Um, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. They did address the O line. So, you know, that uh that whole spiel, you know, just negate that. They uh they did what they were supposed to do. So we'll we'll see how it pans out. I, I still think they should have took Sewell though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, that's just me. I agree. I agree. So um Mr. Waddle. Mr. Waddle goes to Miami for the Tua. Tungo Labo, I can't say his last name, man. He this is, goes. He's gonna do two. Yeah, he's gonna go two, <laughs> man. Uh, he uh, he's gonna be re- be reunited with his old quarterback, man. Um, I'm liking it. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, Will Fuller, uh, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle in the mix. It's gonna be explosive. Yeah. That's all I can really say. It's gonna be really explosive. I think Tua, he should take a leap, man. You know he. A shortened off season, you know, he's coming off the injury. Um, and then you know, he's thrown out there. So, but it's good he got on the job experience. But I think he's gonna grow this year. And guess what? They're putting weapons out there, and Jalen Waddle's a weapon. I, I agree, and uh, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm really behind Tua this year. Um, I'm hoping that you know he can prove all the doubters wrong. You know, he's been through a lot in his super young career, and I would love to see you know, him write that ship and find some, find some success and really hush, you know, the naysayers. Um, so let's go to it. Let's go waddle. And uh, hopefully y'all can put some points from the board, man. Yeah, man. And we touching on waddle, but you know, the next Alabama alumni there is the Devante <laughs> Swain. Hey. Devante Smith. Devonte, man, yo, blows my mind that Dallas traded with a division rival, let them get ahead of him, and get the Heisman winning <laughs> player of the year. Like, what? At and so he can torture your defense for years to come. Like they addressed their defense in the draft, but it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense, man. But congrats, Philly. Philly finally. Yeah. Hey, Philly. Uh, Did it they right. Pulled, yeah, they got it right. They pulled a, a wide receiver version of uh, what Chicago did with um, with uh, Fieldsman. They traded up, got their guy, and you know they they really whiffed last year. Uh, picked Rager over Justin Jefferson, and they learned from it. So, um, congrats to them, and congrats to their fans, man. Yeah, because he's gonna eat. He's gonna eat. He plays so much bigger than he is, man. He plays bigger. He plays faster. And the people that have been hating on his weight, you're mm-hmm. going to find out immediately that this kid is pro ready and he's going to be a wide receiver one for sure. I'm hyped for him. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm behind it. You know, I, I usually tend to go, tend to go against groupthink and, and everybody's saying that he's this and he's that, but 
the, the kids got the tools, man. I, I can't even knock, can't even knock it. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's yeah. let's go, man. Um, Arizona, Arizona. I, besides Hopkins, I don't understand what their wide receiver room is. Um, and obviously they got Fitzpatrick, Fitzgerald there because you know he's the OG. Um, and you know, but I'm not sure if he has he officially retired yet. No, and he's actually a free agent. Wild. Um, either, either, anyway, uh, they drafted Mr. Rondale Moore. Do ran like a what a four point like a four point two nine at his pro yeah, something, day. Something crazy. He's gonna be nice. Uh, I, I know we talked about Christian Kirk and stuff. He gone. You know, Christian Kirk. He gone, and he just hasn't really <laughs> produced. Honestly, that offense is not really that great to me. Um, Cliff Kingsbury's offense is not, in my opinion, but I no. think Rondell Moore is going to take Christian Kirk's job sooner, if do not you, this year, very soon. Do you think that Kingsbury uh, got a job just off like GP because he was, you know, he was Mahomes' coach when Mahomes Pretty got much. into the league? Because you know, his yeah. offense, like you said, it just hasn't been anything like. Kenyon Drake had a couple of good years. He got the transition tags for the true colors, and he's out the door. I don't know if that was him or if it was the offense, but there's no piece besides Hopkins. And even Hopkins was the end of the season. You, he wasn't intimidating when you saw him in your fantasy lineup. You know, when like on your um, opponent's fantasy lineup, it wasn't like, oh, okay, this DeAndre Hopkins, he might have another eight-point game. You know what I mean? So I don't. But I think Rondell Moore is going to be good. I think he's going to be an upgrade of Christian Kirk. He's taking opinion. his job. Yeah, <laughs> he's taking he's his good. job. He, he's he's going. He's gold, sir. So, well, but so one one uh, group I want to mention. I'm hype about the Baltimore wide receivers. Really now? Yes, dude. I want to hear. I want to hear this. So, you know. What's his name? The offensive coordinator. He's on file. I don't know if it's coach speaker or what, but he's on file saying, hey, we want to commit to getting the receivers better. We want to pass the ball better. He's on record as committing to that. And what does he do? He gets Rashad Bateman, Mm -hmm. who's a dog. He is a dog. People will find out real soon that he is a dog. Mm -hmm. And who else? And they got Tylen Wallace. And Tylen Wallace, personally to me, this may be wild, but I just get Keenan Allen vibes because the dude is like a separator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just a separator, especially at the top of the route. He's a, he's a separator. Like, um, you're right, man. He said they want to do one thing, and so far they've done what they you know set out to do. You know, so uh, they did it, man. So I'm I'm hyped. For that aspect, so who knows? I don't know if this offense is going to look a little bit different, but their coordinator has acknowledged that they have to change. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, at one point at the end of the year, was saying, "Hey, people were calling out plays because they know what to expect." Mm-hmm. So, I think they got some big play guys out there. Um, I'm hyped for that. It would be nice. It would just be a breath of fresh air to like see a prolific Baltimore Ravens offense. Like on both sides of the ball, because you know, for years, you know, they've been known for running, and I can't tell you a wide receiver that I've owned from that team. You know what I'm saying? I haven't. Yeah. So, 
Um, it's, it just gives hope, you know, and I hope hope that they do a complete 180 on the on the passing side of the of the ball, man. So, hey, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I'm hype on them. Um, Detroit, you know, who did they get now? Amon Ross St. Brown, brother of Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, former Packer. I remember him. Or yep. maybe he's still a Packer. I don't, I don't know. He might but, be on our practice squad somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that's that's going to be a very sneaky pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's decent size. You know, he I like it actually. You know what I mean? I and you know what? Um, because wait, because he went to Detroit and they did they get another receiver? Or no, they didn't. It was just him. Mm-hmm. So this this is my thing. Who else is out there at wide receiver? <laughs> I can I can tell you, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> right? This so, is not a bad landing spot for him because the competition is gonna de- be depleted. I really like Detroit's O line, not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Um, so sky's the limit out there. I think he's got opportunity. I'm gonna try and buy him. Um, I know he's gonna cost, you know, especially with everybody getting down with the rookie drafts and people are so attached to their rookies, you know. I, I you know, okay, but uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm excited too. Um, I want to see what he can do, see what, see what happens. So, and you know, similarly with the ball catches, you got the wide receivers, and then you also have uh, big guys, the tight ends. What do you feel? I mean, what do you, Mr. Pitts? The generational talent, allegedly, hopefully. Uh, what do you think about his landing spot? Yeah, it's gonna be good, man. He's maybe who if Julio is still gonna be there by the beginning of the season. You got Julio one side, mm-hmm. Ridley on the other side. Um, you know, John had decent success, I think. You know, in the in the scheme, but I think uh, Kyle Pitts and John are different players, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Hey, I think he's going to be amazing because he's got a lot of people taking the eyes off of him. Yeah, it's going to be gross. You know, people and especially, you know, in the NFC South where, you know, it's like just past happy all all day, every day Um, to have to pick your choice, to pick your poison between Julio or Ridley and now Pitts. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, rip yeah have a good time you gotta have a good time with that i would have loved to see them take justin fields personally but um pitts is the next best thing so and uh pittsburgh they took the uh so-called baby grunt mr pat fryer muth now i looked at some of his tape you know now most of the off season you know people was just you know pitch this pitch that pitch this and then like uh next tier was fryer muth but he is no slouch no slouch yeah i mean you know he can you know he can do it all you mm-hmm. know um <laughs> You know, he's. I think he's a really good route runner. I think he can he can create matchups, and you know, he's really good with his hand in the dirt. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that can only lead to more success in the run game, hopefully for them. So, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get a lot of PT. Because I, mean, I know Eric Ebron is there, but I think he's gonna definitely squeeze a lot of PT. 
Mm -hmm. I think so too, man. And um, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to take much to beat Ebron out. You know, I really don't. I mean, we all know what Ebron is at this point in his career. Um, so, and it's just going to be good to see and good to watch. And, you know, I hope he pans out and lives up to some of that hype. If he's even like, you know, 50% of what Gronk is going to be or Gronk or what Gronk was in his prime, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, at the uh, AFC North, they have a problem on their hands. So, um, with every draft, you know, and with every aspect of the NFL, whether it's, you know, free agency, the draft, in the season, there's winners and losers. Who do you think uh, put themselves in that conversation for, for winning this draft? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't say true number one, but I definitely feel a couple of people want it. Um, so this one's crazy. I'm not going to say like they like hella won the draft. I do think they had a really solid draft. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Chargers had a very solid draft. Yes, they and did. The reason I say that, you know, not only the, the depth of the pieces that they got, you know, you know, Asante Samuel Jr., his dad was dope. Mm -hmm. um, Josh Palmer, that wide receiver, um, I think he was big and underrated, very underrated, and they got him in the third. Mm -hmm. um, but they also got in the first round and Rashawn Slater, mm -hmm. um, who was going to be amazing. So, again, talking about the Chargers, they got Rashawn Slater. Um, they had got the top center in free agency. I forget his name. He came Lindsay, from Green Bay. Lindsley, Lindsley, Lindsley yeah. Like that, yeah. Yeah. This O-line is suddenly looking crazy freaking good. So just me personally, I love what they did with the O-line, this draft, bolstering it even more. And I'm just throwing it out there right now. I'm just keeping an eye on their running back room. Just knowing what this O-line is, I'm keeping an eye, man. Oh, so and I'm, they and they drafted Roundtree uh, late in the Larry draft. Roundtree from Missouri. Late and the, draft, the thing about yeah. Roundtree, yeah, I liked Roundtree. I think, so as far as the most experienced running backs coming out in the draft, it was Travis Etienne and Larry Roundtree. They had the most experience out of all the running backs. Of course, Etienne is Etienne. And Roundtree, Roundtree has these things he's got to clean up, but that backfield, right? Austin Eakler, uh, Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson, and now Larry Roundtree. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to get cut, bro. Yeah, somebody might be two somebodies. So, um, mm -hmm. but we, and they like, like and you again, said, at they, least one. At least one. And, you know, they drafted, you know, they just drafted Josh Kelly. They just gave money to Eckler. They just got Roundtree in the sixth. So you can see where I'm going with this. We'll see mm -hmm. what Justin Jackson can do, but that's the running back room I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I, we, we mentioned them at the top of this shy town. Yeah, hey Chicago man, just I'm 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 not even a fan of Chicago, and just seeing everything unfold. They trade up, and they're at the podium, and they're like, you know. With the what eleven pick of the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Justin Field. I mean, I was like, what? Like you knew it was coming, but you were just like waiting for, it. like, come on, get to it, like finish the sentence. So, yeah, man. Again, big ups to Chicago, man. Big ups to their fan base. You guys deserve this, man. Yeah, it's, who else you got as a good winner? Right now, I got the. I did have Pittsburgh, but. Um, 
I really want to talk to to Dallas right now. Uh, we we don't know how their defense is going to pan out, but the fact that they address their defense like thoroughly, you know what I'm saying, with Micah Parsons and like Jabril Cox. Was it Jabril Cox? Yeah. Yeah, Jabril Cox. Uh, just addressing the issues on defense, like putting the effort there. Because, you know, last year they had issues to, you know, and the very first thing they did was draft another wideout. It was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, this year they took care of business. And if it pans out, maybe the NFC East won't be as much of a joke as it already is. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So and and one one thing I want to mention too. You know, I know we've been talking about the offensive side of the ball, but I definitely still just want to give this quick shout out to the people that have defenses in their league. I like what the Cleveland Browns did in the draft mm-hmm. on defense. They got Greg Newsom uh at the top corner and then uh Jock fell to them in the second round and at mm-hmm. inside linebacker. I think those two guys are going to be starters immediately. And I'm just saying people just that has defenses in their league. I do think these two guys come in there and can really make impact with all the playmakers they have on defense already. So, Hey, you know what defense I'm drafting my man. Hey, I got you. I got you, man. So as, <laughs> as far as losers, I'm going to go ahead and take this first one because I'm really, uh-huh. really like I haven't cussed yet on this on this on this show. What in the blue hell are my Rams doing like Tutu Atwell? You guys draft what a, a kick returner, a punt returner in the second round? Like what what is he really going to do? I, that whole at this point, I just watched it. I watched the draft just to see what other teams do because I know my team's not going to do anything, and it's it's frustrating, man. Like I like Sean McVay; he's an offensive mastermind. But their draft process this year was just boring. You know, last year we got Cam Akers. Okay, you know, hey, he's doing work. He's one of the most hype running backs going into the offseason. You know, we've done well with our second round picks, but Tutu Atwell and whoever else they drafted is I don't I don't lost. Lost. That 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 draft. They got a they got a guy named Bobby Brown. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I think he, hey, yeah, I saw that too. I think he's gonna be pretty good though. But um yeah, I I think I feel you, bro. And you know what? We'll see with Tutu. You know, you know he can take the top off of a defense. So, you know, he's probably going to be a, a decoy, honestly. He's going to be a really <laughs> volatile player. He's going to be that three for 116 in the touchdown that everybody goes crazy for. And then he puts mm-hmm. up like four for 20 the rest of the season. So you guys do with that what you will. Terrible, terrible draft. Green Bay had a terrible uh start to the draft and the reason why i said that you know rogers talking about he didn't want to come back right yeah and the very first thing they did was like continue to ignore the, the problem all the white house available and they waited to the third 
what do you think about Green Bay? Like their their draft, like do you have them? Do you even have them as a, as a loser, or is that just me? You know, I, I definitely do. Um, we'll see. That's all. I really don't have much many good things to say. So we'll see. You know, I think Eric Stokes is a decent pick. You know, but you know, Amari Rogers. I actually, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at the Amari Rogers pick. You know, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I don't know. I like Kylan Hill. They got him in the seventh round. That's my guy. Uh, but again, yeah, it's seventh underwater. round. Is he gonna make the team? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Man, that that draft was just brutal, man. So, um, you got any other losers, man, from this draft? Um, you know, definitely wish Washington had got a quarterback um they had the opportunities to do it mm-hmm. so you know i guess they're just going into the season with fitzpatrick and we'll see taylor heineke second string so we'll see i mean i don't know i'm yeah. on the fence about them but if, we'll if, see. Any, if anybody had the, the pieces to really move up it was it was Washington and you know even a Mac Jones like just try you know what I'm saying you, yeah you obviously know that uh, Fitz Magic isn't the answer you know that for a fact yeah you got to start getting ahead of the curve what if he gets hurt he's thirty what seven thirty eight what if he gets hurt mm hmm they, they said they're riding with Taylor Taylor gang. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I got yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see, man. And then you know, last but not least, the like the Raiders. Do they even need even need to be like, to the draft anymore? Bruh. They Mike Mayock and John Gruden gonna get fired soon. <laughs> they are on a mission, man. They are on a mission. Like what? Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even tell you when they drafted. I mean, Leatherwood, they said even that was a reach. So um their that, that that draft was just absolute hot it, dumpster truck juice. It was definitely garbage and uh it's gonna stay like that. Yep. So as long as they I mean they did worse than we did, and that that's really saying something. So um cool, man. So uh we 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 went over the, the rookies. We went over the rookie landing spots, the, the big landing spots. Um, we covered uh, the surprises in the, you know, okay, sure, that, that happened. Um, but the next episode we got for them, and we're going to start digging into how that affects these, these, these veterans and how it affects the teams, man. So I'm ready to get into that one. Yes, sir, because there are implications to the new the new athlete coming in. And you know what? I think some of these guys are going to shake some shit up. So, hey, I'm, I'm ready to get to it. Yeah, man. Well, like always, everybody, go check us out on Instagram at The Gridiron Roundtable. You can find us on Twitter at Grid Roundtable. You can find us on CastBox. Overcast, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Um, make sure to subscribe, like our social media, add us on social media, interact with us. We appreciate the love and the, and the support. 
And uh, like always, man, it's been good talking fantasy football with you, my brother. Always, always. Let's get it. Hey, we're going to lean with it, rock with it. Squally.